Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Your host, Beth Ann. Well, happy Monday morning to everyone, and, and I'm sure you're shocked. It's not Beth Ann's voice. Beth Ann is on a well-deserved vacation seeing a brand-new grandbaby. We have received photographic evidence that she is there, and the grandbaby, as expected, completely adorable. So all that to say, you're stuck with me today. My name is Larry Behrens. I'm Communications Director for Power of the Future, and Beth Ann has graciously allowed me to co-host or to host while uh, she is taking uh, well-needed rest and well-deserved rest. We're thankful for the opportunity to be here today and thankful for the opportunity to talk with you. You know, we had some some technical fun today, and all I can think about is Joe Biden really doesn't want you to hear this show today. It's not going to stop us. Rudy's here making sure that uh, I behave myself, and that's always good to have someone making sure that you behave yourself. And so before we get started, we want to continue uh, what Beth Ann does at the start of every show and, and go to the Lord in prayer. And so if you'll just join me for a moment. Our beloved Heavenly Father, we are grateful for this nation that we live in. We are grateful for the people who make up this nation and give their blood, sweat, and tears to making it great, Lord. We know it's not perfect. We know there is work to be done, and we know... More of us need to turn to Thee and be closer to Thee, Father. And especially now, Lord, we ask Thy peace and Thy blessing and Thy grace to be upon the people of Louisville who are suffering right now. We ask Thee to continue to watch over them and deliver the peace that only Thou can deliver. And, Father, too, we ask Thee to please be with our leaders in Washington, that they may have a change of heart, that they may remember the country that they lead, remember what makes it great, and turn back to those things and turn back to Thee. We say these things in the sacred name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, on this Monday morning, there's a lot going on because it is the tail end of a weekend. I know it doesn't feel like it right now as everyone's back at work and getting th- getting done the things that you know make our country move forward. But it was an eventful weekend, a weekend that reminded us that priorities matter. And it's easy to talk about that, but let me let me clue you in as to what I'm thinking when I say priorities matter. Let's just take exam, examine the priorities of our dear leader in Washington just in the over two years he's been in office. What's he done? He's surrendered American energy. He's making sure everyone can use their right pronouns. He's delivered the highest gas prices ever, inflation not seen in more than a generation. He's wrapping up government spending to massive levels, and don't worry, they're going to be able to cover that spending because they've hired thousands upon thousands of new IRS agents. Those are the priorities. And that's just, you know, dear listener, that that is just a drop in the bucket to the things that are going in the wrong direction. When our focus is where it shouldn't be, we can expect things to turn bad very quickly. We can expect our enemies to take notice. And that's exactly what they've done. Meanwhile, while the Biden administration, if they're worried about you know whether or not the United States can create a carbon-neutral tank, our enemies started laughing at us. The Pentagon worried sometimes about environmental justice. That's when the enemies stopped laughing, and they started acting. And that's what happened this weekend. We're seeing it all around us, actual wars, 
rumors of wars. We see it in Ukraine, and we see it, sadly, in the Taiwan Strait, around the island nation of Taiwan. And yes, for everyone listening from the Chinese Communist Party, Taiwan is a country. Don't be afraid to say it. And we see China making massive incursions like they haven't done before in Taiwan. Now, it's nothing new. China has always considered Taiwan to be a part of them, even though no, it's not. It is a democracy that has always relied on American protection ever since its beginning and does so even more today. But what have we seen over the last eight months or so? We saw the Speaker of the House, former Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, go visit China gets mad. They start saber-rattling. They did military exercises. Then we see the Taiwanese president come to the United States and visit with their current Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. China, again, gets mad. We see a congressional delegation go to Taiwan and discuss our mutual cooperation and the ways that we can work together. Keep in mind, Taiwan is a democracy a hundred miles away from the largest communist power in the world. So what has China done? They launched the largest exercises we've ever seen. And it's not just their normal saber-rattling. They are exercises meant to an end. And after what we saw happen with Russia and Ukraine, we can see how the communist parties take a look at military exercises as a prelude to what they're going to do. And that's what we found, right? It's clear the United States is not in the optimal position while this happens. But let's just take a look at what happened over the last three days. Intense drills, simulating nothing less, and a massive strike on Taiwan. It led to a standoff between 20 military warships, 10 from Taiwan, 10 from China, and 71 Chinese warplanes operating in or around Taiwan. And if you want to, you know, feel a little better about everything, it's not going to make you feel better. China's military now says they are ready to fight after these drills. The Chinese military leader declared just today they're ready to fight after completing those drills. The combat readiness patrols, they called it joint sword. They were meant as a warning to Taiwan. China claimed it's its own, but he said their theater's troops are ready to fight at all times and can fight any time and absolutely smash any form of Taiwan independence. Their words. We have the largest nation in the world threatening to smash Taiwanese independence. Meanwhile, don't worry, Pentagon's got environmental justice and the pronouns covered. Priorities matter. When we focus in the wrong direction, our enemies notice, and they take action. And we saw it. Look at our position. Look at China. It's not in the best position. And I don't want anything to, to take away from the strength of our military and how much I believe in our military. We absolutely do. The fighting men and fighting women are the best in the world. There's no question about it. But the leadership brought in by this administration at the Pentagon is raised more than a few questions. I mean, we sit here today. China now has the largest Navy in the world. Did you know that? Larger than the United States. And we're going to work to try to overcome that. That, that can't be erased overnight. Russia's invasion of Ukraine exposed something. All those arms and munitions that were sending to Ukraine, it's exposed the fact that the United States doesn't have a strong infrastructure in delivering those munitions in a major conflict. Let me say that again. One study even found that in a direct conflict with China, the United States could run out of munitions in less than three weeks. We're not prepared for that situation. Yes, best military in the world, absolutely. But we need to give them what they need and at all times. 
And when our priorities are messed up because we're worried about the carbon neutrality of a bomber, our enemies take that as weakness. They took our botch withdrawal out of Afghanistan as weakness. They take our actions in Ukraine as weakness. And then they choose to act, and it makes it more dangerous. Now, let me just be upfront. Nothing I am saying should be construed as an advocation for a hawkish position about going after China. I have three teenage sons. I, my mom constantly talked about the draft. But that doesn't mean if we think that there's a chance of rain, we don't buy an umbrella. We do get ready. We do need to do the things that prepare us to put us in the best position to help our allies. Have our priorities reflected that over the last two and a half years? I don't think anybody can reasonably say that has been the case. Our enemies are growing stronger. We're in the position that they feel empowered. And that is not the right position for our nation to be in. And I haven't even got to write the story of the weekend. Leaked documents. They feel so emboldened. They take our critical documents and can splash them all over the Internet. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a whole lot more. I'm so grateful you're here with me today. Larry Barron's in for Beth Ann. This is CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Steyer's and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true. True wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. Pledge to buy American. In these inflationary times, our Made in the USA companies need your support. American consumers do make the difference. When you buy American, the money you spend stays in America. Liberty Tabletop is a great company and the only flatware made in the USA. Why would you buy your tableware from China? Just say no and say yes to Made in the USA. Visit their website where they are actually partnered with other Made in the USA companies. LibertyTabletop.com. Better, safer, beautiful variety and great art. More than just forks and spoons, they provide liberty. LibertyTabletop.com or call 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Now is the time for all good men and women to come to the aid of their country. LibertyTabletop.com. 844-386-2338. 844-386-2338. Buy American and bring America home. And welcome back to CSE Talk Radio. Larry is filling in for Beth Ann, who is taking a much-deserved rest uh, visiting grandbabies. I'm told, you know, that uh, as I'm only a parent, I'm not a grandparent yet, but grandbabies, I'm told, are much more pleasant. And so <laughs> I, and I can say that because all my kids are at school and they can't listen right now. They'll, they'll pick it up later. I'll probably have to pay for that. Anyway, so great to talk with you, Larry Berenson, with you. And, you know, we talked a little bit in the opening of the show about – priorities and and talked about you know china is ascending they're more than saber rattling they're openly talking about war with the united states and so i i hesitate to bring this next part up because it is something that you everyone should be informed about but i kind of want to give you like a, a a vomit warning this may make you vomit a little bit in your mouth when i share this with you because when we talk about priorities listen to these headlines report Biden will recruit an army of influencers for his 2024 presidential election. Biden turning to social media influencers to help connect with young voters. And here's the part that almost made me a little bit lose my lunch. He's turning to influencers on TikTok. Yes. Now, let's just take a a short history lesson. And when I say short, I mean within the last two weeks. Many of us remember the CEO of TikTok went before Congress and could not deny the ties of that social media company to the Chinese Communist Party. Do you know TikTok is owned by a company that is run by the Chinese Communist Party? And within their agreements, they say any time the Chinese Communist Party asks them to turn over any information, they have to give it. So when you download that TikTok app, what kind of information are they getting from you besides your name and email address? Well, your location, your videos. Uh, China likes to have fun with facial recognition, do they not? And so here we have the very same nation that is looking and saying we're ready for war in Taiwan and that they will squash any type of Taiwanese independence, which obviously brings the United States into conflict and upends the world. But President Biden's got a re-election. To win, everybody. He's got to go after those TikTok influencers because at 80 years old, he needs to reach out to it. And, and 
I, I, I really wish the news was only that bad. Sadly, it gets worse. According to one report, he has yet to officially announce he's running for re-election, but we all know he's probably going to do it. He's reportedly going to rely on an army of online influencers for his re-election campaign, and they would have their own briefing room in the White House. Yeah, I'll, I'll let that silence sink in a little bit. So he is going to find influencers on a Communist Party-run social media app and give them room at the briefing room at the White House. The president's campaign seeks to boost Biden's standing among young voters who are crucial to Democrats' success in elections, according to this report, and will be used to counter... You ready for it? Why are they doing this? They want to counter Donald Trump's presence on social media. He is literally reaching out to young influencers on a Chinese-owned communist app. He's going to let them have a briefing room in the White House. I'm ready for the CBS, CNN, MSNBCs of the world to lose their collective minds over that. They, they get their own briefing room, but they're the special entitled elite. They're not some TikToker in New York City who is, I don't know, the latest fashions, but they have a lot of followers, and so Joe Biden's going to talk to them. And you think I'm making it up. Let me just share a quick little uh, story for you. Last September, the White House got a TikToker. I won't give you the name because he doesn't need any followers. He has plenty. He's gained a massive following asking drivers of nice cars what they do for a living. That is literally his channel, asking drivers of nice cars what they do for a living. So naturally... You let him interview the President of the United States while things are going crazy. The clip of Biden's answers to the TikToker, where he touted making more electric cars, was seen 38 million times on TikTok. We're trying to reach young people, said the White House, but also moms who use different platforms to get information. And, yes, climate activists and people who, whose main way of getting information is digital. That is from a White House spokesperson. So not only are we going to use the Chinese Communist app to do it, not only are we going to find influencers, because even with the lapdog media that Joe Biden has right now, he wants to go to people who will just only tout what he wants. And so he's going to give them their own space in the White House, and he's going to assemble a whole team. Reportedly, there are four Biden digital staffers. And when you say digital, I don't mean that they're just zooming in, although maybe they are. They are focused on influencers and independent content creators on the White House payroll. So congratulations. Let's just take a moment and appreciate the fact that we get to pay for these staffers who are overtly helping the Biden campaign out of the White House. And so they're bringing in these influencers and they're using a Chinese communist app to do it. Now, again, flashback to that congressional hearing. And the calls started going up. You know, we need to ban TikTok on government phones. Maybe we need to ban it in the United States. And then, are you surprised that that talk suddenly died down very quickly? That the Chinese Communist Party reaching to your cell phone uh, was all of a sudden okayed? Well, I guess we have a president in the White House who needs influencers to reach out to young people. And if you cancel that app, well then... That just cuts off part of his campaign, does it not? I mean, they wouldn't do that. They would not take a sitting president and cut off his social... Oh, oh, that's right. That's exactly what they did to Donald Trump. And so it's amazing, isn't it, 
when you have an R next to your name as a presidential candidate, or your name is Donald Trump, you don't get to talk to. I think he was up to 62 million Twitter followers, a massive following, but that's too much. Because when it comes to the left, it's always rules for thee and not for me. We know that. But let's talk about the larger issue that we're seeing across the country. Not only are they taking away the platforms that all of us use. I don't use TikTok, so I'll just keep that one to the side for a moment. Not only are they taking away the platforms that all of us use. We see it on college campuses, right? If you dare come and say something on a college campus that I disagree with, it used to be, well, I just won't show up. Maybe I'll go to the ball game that night and let you say whatever you want to say because I'm confident in my ideas and we all move on. But that doesn't happen anymore, does it? If you say something that someone disagrees with, I have to make sure you are silenced. Not only do I disagree with it, I have to make sure you can't even say it. You can't say it on my campus. You can't say it on Twitter. You can't say it on Facebook. There's things you can't say anywhere because I am so fragile in what I believe that even you saying it scares me. We know that's not how it works. But that's how the left is playing. And when their own apps start to undermine American influence, how many millions upon millions of Americans use TikTok? I want to say the answer was well over 100 million. That was that congressional hearing. Somebody will check me on that. It was so many. How many, how much personal information does the Chinese Communist Party have access to when it comes to TikTok? Yes, it makes sense to ban it. Yes, it makes sense not to give the enemy, you know, uh, access to this device in your pocket. But somebody's got an election to win, and we can't do that. And we know how important it is because we cut off the last guy from doing it. That's how important it is. And so if there is a little bit of a, a, a ray of sunshine in, in, in my cold heart right here, right now, it is that it also proves how worried they are about Donald Trump. Again, even though they cut him off from social media platforms, I understand he's back on Twitter, but let's be honest, they cut him off to silence him. They are still so worried about his reach that they have to get in bed with the Chinese Communist Party's app in order to make sure that their message gets out there. They have to give room to influencers at the White House because even the laptop press is, uh, is too aggressive for Joe Biden. Imagine that. Imagine a moment where Joe Biden walked the pro- rocks past the reporter's briefing room and says, sorry, guys, i got to go talk to the influencers. Oh, of course there's outrage, right, from the journalists. The New York Times, Washington Post, where's their concern about the First Amendment now? Where's their concern about access now? Oh, that's right. It's for the good of the cause. So they'll just, maybe they'll try to, you know, start their own TikTok account and try to get into the influencers' room as well. It is what is happening right now. I warned you, it's not going to make you feel great. But we need to know where they are trying to silence us and where they're trying to amplify themselves and the tools they're using to do it just happen to play into the hands of our enemy. I'll try to be more more upbeat. I feel bad now. I hear the music. I'll try to be more upbeat. You got Larry Barron filling in for Beth Ann. You listen to CSU Talk Radio. We'll be back right after this.
And welcome back. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Larry is here filling in for Beth Ann. So great to be with you today. So great to be talking with you today. You know, I, I've spent um, some time just kind of on downer news, and I'll, I'll, I'll try to pick it up for the end of the show, but I'm looking through, you know, just what is going on in the world. And, and uh, let me, let's just take it as uh, at least there's a little bit of a warning, right? Consider it... Um, kind of a a political, a geopolitical weatherman of like, you know, there's a slight chance for this or there's a large chance for that. And so at least we're happy about the warning. That's what I'll try to tell myself as we get through the rest of the day. But, you know, I know the news of the day right now um, before, uh, you know, the madness in Louisville took over was about the leaked information when we talked about Americans' intelligence with Ukraine. And so if you're not familiar, it broke over the weekend that it looks like a number of highly sensitive American intelligence reports made their way onto the Internet and that they are, in some cases, looks like legit, looks like they're not legit. And so this goes into when I was talking about priorities because here's what's interesting to me. There's a lot of things that are interesting to me. First of all, there's no way it's good news, right? It means one of, or two things are true. One, someone has access to our most sensitive documents about a sensitive event going on in the world. Now, these uh, documents purportedly, I haven't seen them, but the reporting on them says they purportedly show which nations are involved, how far Russia is moving, how far Russia isn't moving, casualty reports that are inconsistent with what the Pentagon has told Congress, by the way. And so they show a lot of things that shouldn't be getting out. And these were, you know, this is in a post-Edward Snowden area where they super-duper peaky swear promise that we're not going to have intelligence lapses like this anymore. But lo and behold, they show up on the Internet. And I think it's really interesting to examine maybe the way they did. And I say the way maybe because I'm going to be relying on reporting here, and that's always kind of a shaky ground to stand on. And so I I guess I'll admit from the get-go I'm building my my house upon the sand here with reporting. But the Wall Street Journal said that it all started sometime in January, and it was unnoticed. It just started in small little chat groups that these documents started showing up. And then, say it with me now, because this is something the Democrats don't really want to talk about more, Anymore, It says on Wednesday, with the U.S. government apparently still unaware, again, it started in January, fast forward to Wednesday, the government is still unaware, a Russian propaganda account. Keep in mind, Donald Trump can't have an account, but I guess whoever is running a Russian propaganda account is allowed to have one and is allowed to post. They posted crudely doctored versions of one of the documents alongside a few unedited ones. This is what that tells me. Our enemies are acting pretty smart. They somehow got a hold, and we don't know if they were the ones behind it or not. Again, someone else has access, and that's not good news. But they somehow got a hold of the most secret documents that we have about the Ukraine war, and they decided, you know what, Uh, if there's 50 documents, let's change up two or three. They won't know which two or three are changed up. And we'll just release them out to the public. And that's exactly what they've done. Not to worry, though. Everyone just calm down. Calm down. Because according to reports, the Federal Bureau of Investigation and, and the Justice Department are now hunting for answers. So it's going to be okay. We have the FBI. Wait, yes. Okay, I know what you're saying. Yes, that is the same FBI that went after pro-life families 
and consider them terrorists. Yes, yes, that is the same Department of Justice that decided that parents who speak up at school board meetings against leftist ideology need to be watched and monitored as well. Was I talking about priorities? Wasn't there something about priorities earlier? Why were the priorities of America's law enforcement agencies turned on us, their own citizens, at a time when our most sensitive documents were being lifted. And so there's nothing funny about it at, at, at all. But I, I do. I have to say it is interesting to me because, as many of us know, talking about or anything, revealing any information from classified documents is illegal. If you're able to know that they're classified, you can't share that information, can't do anything. And so now, and I'm sure the enemies who released this knew that this would be a problem, so they've edited a few, and reporters are trying to figure out, well, which one's legit and which one's not legit. Well, anybody who knows they're legit can't confirm they're legit because that's releasing classified documents. Anybody who knows that this one's edited and that one's not, that's confirming it. And so they're able to sow massive confusion and make it so that we can't confirm what is what, what is true, and what is going on. It's a pretty impressive op and again conducted while our nation's law enforcement agencies, who are, don't worry, definitely, absolutely on the case right now, while they were going after political enemies. That is the problem with mixed-up priorities. Uh, don't worry, a Pentagon spokeswoman said Sunday night the department was reviewing and assessing the validity of the photograph documents. That's probably the best you're going to get out of them, is that we're aware of the reports. We think maybe they're valid. But we can't confirm that because it's classified. There's no good news about it. The larger issue. Our enemies are emboldened, aren't they? Our enemies sense weakness, don't they? They can steal from right under our nose, post it on the Internet, change up a few of them, and all of a sudden our law enforcement agencies have to scramble to try to figure out what's going on. Not to worry, though. Meanwhile, we're going to hire tens of thousands more IRS agents because that's a priority. And and I just, you know, wanted to talk a little bit about this. Gasoline, up 10 cents in the last week, up 13 cents in the last month. I'm sure they don't want us to pay attention to any of that, right? Because the enemies that are now collaborating and scheming and moving to usurp our supremacy in the world, I'm sure they wouldn't mess with foreign oil. They've never done. Oh, oh, they would. Again, it is something when you have mixed up priorities, when you are staring at the things that don't matter, as our leaders in Washington have for the last two plus years, then the things that really matter get left unattended. And there are consequences for that. We saw those consequences. We see them today in Ukraine. We saw them when the botched withdrawal of Afghanistan. We've seen these things that are supposed to be if nothing else, and it shouldn't be a partisan issue, it's bipartisan that we take care of the security and the supremacy of the United States. We take care of our citizens. We don't target them. We don't go after them. But their priorities aren't our priorities. And it's a problem. And it's causing problems across the world. And our enemies are absolutely noticing because intelligent, intelligence leaks are going to be the least of the worries as things move on. And so I want to just spend a moment here as well 
before because we're going to talk to uh, about a later just to close out the show a great piece by Victor Davis Hansen at American Greatness talking about fiddling away America. He talks about priorities as well, but I want to just take a moment to just appreciate a little bit enemies and allies. What is happening now is we are seeing who our enemies are because they're feeling emboldened, right? But we also know who our allies are in the world, and we need to be there for them. And there is, you know, a side of of brightness that is happening when we look at the, the unfortunate um, uh, dichotomy that's happened with Ukraine. And part of that is is American energy. You know, it is American energy now that's keeping the lights on in Europe. It is American energy that's keeping warms home. Warms Warms home? Home warms? Okay, it's been a long day already. It's keeping the homes warm in Europe. It's American natural gas that is doing that. And that is what we need to help our allies. And if it's true in Europe, it's going to be true in the Pacific as well. Something to keep in mind as we head into the last segment. So great to talk with you today. Larry Barron's in for best. And hope you're having a great Monday so far. Only one more segment left. We'll be with you in just a moment. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouth-watering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Elmer Heinrich here to talk about minerals. 
Most people are aware our topsoil is depleted and our foods, especially fruits and vegetables, lack many minerals compared to years ago. Maybe that's the reason the world is sick. Now, according to Dr. Linus Pauling, our bodies need 60 minerals every day, but on average, we get less than 12 minerals from the foods we eat. Immuno 150, an incredible nutritional supplement that can fill the gap because it contains 70 colloidal plant minerals and 80 additional nutrients, 150 in all. A month's supply of Immuno 150 is available for $54.95 by calling 888-310-5252 or on the website immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. The 70 minerals are the key to good health and longevity, so call 888-310-5252. You'll be glad you did. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell and MyPillow are launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes MyPillow even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjusted fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread, the MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. My Pillow 2.0 with its temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Best yet, it's BOGO. Buy one, get one free. MyPillow.com. Go to MyPillow.com and click on Radio Podcast Square. Use the promo code Bethann or just give them a call at 1-800-978-6168. That's 1-800-978-6168. Promo code Bethann. Final segment. It does go by fast. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. Larry Barron's filling in for Beth Ann. And you know what? It, it goes by so fast that I need to, to express this before I get to the final thing we're going to talk about today. Just uh, gratitude to Beth Ann for letting me be a part of this and, and to fill in for her while she's gone. I love radio. I love the work she's doing here. And so, so grateful. And thanks for Rudy for putting up with me as well. He's only thrown like three things at me today, which I hear is, is a record for the fewest things. And so thank you, Rudy. I appreciate that. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> yes, I've thrown a single thing. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. And thank you to you for listening. It is uh, incredible to be speaking with uh, an audience that understands where our world is going, understands what's important, and understands what's not. And along those lines, we talked to today a lot about priorities. As I mentioned, there is in American Greatness today a great article. I'm going to go through some of it, but I would encourage you to read the whole thing from Victor Davis Hanson today, talking about fiddling America away. And uh, believe it or not, I didn't plagiarize too, too much. I came up with the idea of talking about priorities today, but I think he's absolutely talking about priorities in our country as well. He writes today, the last few weeks, the world has been writing off the United States as either crazy or irrelevant as it watches America cannibalize itself. Friends tremble at our sudden decline and enemies rejoice. Big Joe Biden talks about more solar and wind farms and Green New Deals, but they won't fill the gas tanks in Munich or heat homes of Kyoto or lower the price of imported oil in the United Kingdom. Claiming the Afghanistan mess was a success fools absolutely no one. Allies ask, who are our leaders? And in a pair, Joe Biden, who never is quite sure where he is, what he's doing, or whom he is with, that's our leader right now. And it is probably the, the strongest proof I've seen in my lifetime 
that elections absolutely have consequences. I, there is, I don't, I don't want to use the words no excuse, but we have an opportunity to send a message, not just with a national presidential election, yes, absolutely that, but also in your local school board elections, in your city council elections. I don't care if it's the smallest, we talked about it last week, I don't care if it's the smallest office ever. We have an opportunity to get that experience and to get people who believe the Constitution is important, who believe our country are important, and put them in positions that help pursue that ideology that made America great. And sorry, I get off on this tangent here because I'm afraid Victor's right. I'm afraid as we get our priorities messed up, as we look in the wrong direction, our enemies get bolded. And let me share one with you that Victor, um, he shared quite a bit here, but there is one that really kind of stuck out with me. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez or Orbador he basks in the publicity of helping an Ailey Biden mount the stairs. Yes. Yes. As he brags that 40 million Mexican nationals have entered the United States, the majority of them illegally. He prods Mexican uh, citizens here to vote for Democrats and to ensure that the border is wide open and a perpetual vehicle for Mexican, not U.S. interests, in ensuring billions of dollars and diffusing social tensions at homes and encouraging them abroad in the United States. That is what is being exported. Do we help defend the borders of Ukraine because we cannot defend our own? Are 100,000 dead Americans due to imported fentanyl mere collateral damage from open borders? I don't need to tell this audience. You all know. Is Mexico making some of that fentanyl? Sure. But where's a lot of it coming from? The very same country that threatens Taiwan today. It comes from China into Mexico through our open border and into your home. That is what is happening right now. We believe in strong borders when it comes to Ukraine, but not in our own. I'll just share a quick experience with you. You know, I, I had, I'll, I'll use the term loosely, the opportunity to be a reporter for ABC affiliate in New Mexico years ago. And I, part of my area that I covered was the border. Not many people know, but New Mexico has a short border with Mexico, not as big as Texas, not as big as really any other state, but there is one there. And so they sent me to the border, and again, I'll be first to admit, this was different times. This is 2005, 2006, and I had the opportunity to spend a night in a Border Patrol custody. Call it a jail. It sure felt like it. Now, I hadn't done anything to get there, but I wanted to talk to those who were crossing and wanted to talk about their, or, and see what their, their ideals were. And I talked to one man at the time who was 65 years old, and he had... At the time, they did biometric scanning of your finger, and you could see how every time this man had tried to cross the border. At that point, it was north of 12 times he had tried to cross the border. And I asked him so many times, you've tried to do this unsuccessfully. Don't you, you know, what about the laws? What about the, the borders of a different nation? And he just said, I'm going to keep trying because the door is open. They'll keep trying because the door is open. It is not racist to want to protect the borders of your land. America is the most diverse nation in the world, as it should be, of people who will obey the law. We see the consequences of ignoring what is important. Biden's ignoring the border. He's ignoring our enemies. And he's focused on making sure we have the right pronouns and that we have uh, 
expensive, unreliable electricity. That is his legacy. How we respond to it will be our legacy. And this is how uh, Mr. Hansen ends his article. He essentially says, we need to look a little deeper than the distraction of the day. He had a great line, talked about students at the universities as well. But he said, so America suffers the sins of omission, squabbling over the non-essential and commission, losing wars, growing broke, ruining its economy, flirting with civil war. We know these things are self-inflicted wounds, but apparently we believe the remedies are worse than the original maladies. Maladies, excuse me. And so we fixate only on the irrelevant that we think we can address while ignoring the existential we know we can no longer solve. The world is terrified and stunned at the result and increasingly looking elsewhere for non-American solutions. So this is where I wanted to end today. The American solutions are the best solutions. They're the best solutions for our country. They're the best solutions for our world. A free people with freedom to choose their leaders and choose where we want to go is the right way to go. And yet that gets cast aside when we get mixed up in false priorities and things that don't matter. We have the opportunities to change it. And I know as I talk to this audience, it is uh, uh, preaching to the choir. In some cases, probably literally. I know a lot of you are probably in the choir. But we have the opportunity to look around us, look in our communities, and that's where our strength is in our families, in our churches, and in our communities where we see main streets make much more different than any street in Washington, D.C. will ever make. Their power, remember, emanates from us. It's not the other way around. And yeah, they're going to need a constant reminder of that because their priorities right now are not our priorities. And we need to remember that. It's not fun to speak up. You're going to have people fighting against you. You're going to have people calling you names. Our skin has to get a little tougher because the consequences are so much worse. And we're seeing just a few of them. So grateful again to Beth and so grateful to, to talk with you today. Try to be a little more upbeat tomorrow. That's what Rudy, Rudy's screaming at me. No, he's not screaming at me at all. Rudy's too kind to do that. But I look forward to talking with you tomorrow and talking more about what we're doing and talking more about bringing America home. <laughs>